Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji. It's all about straight talk with some of the biggest global icons, leaders, entertainers, motivational speakers, authors, life coaches, relationship experts, social advocates, and extraordinary friends as they treat themselves, their experiences, and share their unfiltered thoughts about life issues. I believe in stripping the lies and empowering the mind through the freedom of expression. I'm unapologetic about being open, so I motivate my guests to tell it like it is and help my listeners build a presence of mind while finding their voice. So it's all about the best and authentic conversations with real people about real life experiences. So let's keep it unfiltered, unscripted, uncensored, and uncut. You're welcome to today's episode. And yes, my name is Alex, and I'm broadcasting live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the head of Africa. Hey! <laughs> hey, people. Hi. First of all, I'm very excited to be back here this week. You know, every week I'm so, you know, I'm totally giddy. I'm always excited to just get here and be able to have great conversations with my guests and, of course, interact with my listeners and just bring to you, you know, some of the best and authentic conversations 
I don't forget this is the one place where we keep it real. It's all about expressing yourself. It's all about keeping it open, transparent. We tell it like it is. We don't apologize for being who we are and for empowering people. Uh, yes, remember I always say that expression um, is a sign of strength, not weakness, and you need not to apologize for who you really are. So welcome to another Friday Rainier special, and I'm very excited, and I'm looking forward to a great conversation today on the show with my guest. Yes, we were supposed to have this show two weeks ago. Uh, you know, we had some technical issues here in the studio as well, and my guest was, you know, so we kind of had to reschedule the show. So I, I've been counting down <laughs> the days. Um, to this day, and so yay, we're sure, you know, uh, we should have popped it up with something because, you know, I've been looking forward to this uh, particular show. Uh, but just before we get on, you know, get to uh, to the rest of the show, or to the show, um, first of all, um, guys, don't forget, we're syndicating all over your internet radio. Yes, we're on Stitcher, we're on iTunes, and we're on TuneIn, so if you miss any of the live shows, don't forget, you can get back into this, you know, you can get back and listen to the archive show here on Block Talk Radio, or go over to where, you know, to all the other places where we're syndicating our podcast. You can listen on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and don't forget to share. Make sure you share with your friends and leave a review, leave a comment, let us know what you think about this. And, you know, this brings me to say, you know, thank you to all of those who have been sending me emails. You can send all your emails to thenakedtalk at gmail.com. Thank you so much. You know, I haven't been able to reply all of the emails. I've been so crazy busy, but just wanted to let you know that I get them. I see them. I appreciate all, you know, all the um, great reviews and, you know, all of the things that you guys had, suggestions and all of that. And I just wanted to let you know that I love you and we get the messages and I'll try to respond as, you know, as much as I can. Um, yes, but you know what? Uh, let's say, you know, let's just say hello to our friends at Heaven Wish Magazine. Heaven Wish Magazine is all about bringing you the hair side of life. And they're pretty much about giving your hair a voice. And, of course, you can find them at www.evolutionmagazine.com. And, of course, our friends at uh, Tony Kersey's store is all about the best in intellectual property, music, movies, books, talk about the best in A-class, your entertainment, and events. You can find them at www.tonyokersey.com. And, of course, our friends at QTV entertainment and events. And yes, it's just a few days to the SYC. Um, they're all about bringing to you, you know, the best in entertainment and events. And the, S, the hashtag SYC really is just uh, hashtag share your classes. And of course, it's a ring to get a lot of celebrities, um, actors, on-air personality, musicians, a lot of people who are charitable and who just, you know, want to give back to the society and basically um, empower the less privileged and those living in the slum areas. And if you have something in your closet that we can, you know, just take an option and put it out there and raise some funds for, you know, those who need it, then please feel free to just share. Uh, that's what the SYC is all about. And, you know, it's, an, it's this October 25th. And, you know, we're all excited. We're looking forward to it. And it's being organized by QTV Entertainment at events. There at www.qtvevents.com. And, of course, I mean, this is being hosted by uh, Jagadeth Paul Foundation. And Jagadeth Paul Foundation is at www.jagadethfoundation.com. Okay, uh, last week on the show, I had such an awesome, I had such an amazing time, you know, with my guest, Ceci Yemi. Ceci Yemi is an award-winning lifestyle 
blogger and vlogger here in Nigeria. And, you know, she's pretty, it was a pretty interesting show. We talked about quite a number of things, actually. <laughs> it was one of those things, and I thought I called into this, and that was really crazy. That was, you know, so we weren't expecting that now, were we? But it was nice. We had a great conversation and talked about her career and a lot of things that she did and power off, you know, with some great, some great talk. So, um, well, this week on Friday Radio Special today, uh, we talk about making a better life, right? With our guest, uh, with my guest Rachel Rafe, and every day people are struggling with how to make a better life for themselves, and no one knows it better than this multiple best-selling author, who has made a formidable name for herself and has been featured in several magazines, including Entrepreneur, Women's World, Huffington Post, CNN, Fox News. Uh, you know, since she began internet marketing in 2006, she's developed over quite, you know, a number of products and authored a couple of books. I'm not going to say because I don't want to, you know, I, I just kind of don't want to, you know, throw all of that. I we want to talk about this because I'm curious about all other things. And uh, when I first stumbled on her, I thought it was, you know, like I was blown, fully blown. And um, I can't, you know, I can't really wait to get this you know, conversation with my guest. And my guest is right here. Hi. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad we're getting to have this conversation now. <laughs> First of all, let me just say thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking out the time to join us live. I'm the Naked Talk. You're welcome to the Naked Talk with Alex Akurgi, and I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, you know, First of all, so many things come to my mind. I'm totally like, you know, first of all, when I first stumbled on um, your profile, like I stumbled on you, I've been, I've been to your website, I've seen a couple of your webinars, and listened to a couple of your podcasts, and there's just all, there's just all a lot of, um, you know, you're sharing quite a bit of content, you know. And I was blown by a number of things, but I'm not going to say anything about that now. First of all, because I kind of want to get in, you know, get a little bit into your own world. I mean, for the sake of those who are listening, who for some reason haven't come across your work, or who are coming across your work for the first time, or coming across you for the first time, especially here in Africa, um, who would you say Rachel Rafa is? How would you describe yourself? Um, it's always so hard to answer that because there's so many different entry points that I guess people can find me at. Um, but I guess most mm-hmm. people know me um, through either my podcast. So I have a podcast that's about uh, mm-hmm. kind of personal development and business stuff. It's called mm-hmm. A Better Life, so it fits in perfectly mm-hmm. with what you're saying about A Better Life. Um, and then I have mm-hmm. a couple books, and then I um, teach marketing. So a lot of people, I've, I've taught um, outsourcing and how to do professional copywriting and just general, like, marketing and being mm-hmm. able to have a business for yourself online. I'm really big on having a life of freedom mm-hmm. and travel and just enjoying life. So I, I try to structure my life around how I can make money around that and then teach that to other people. Mm. Okay. Um, you know, you, you just said something, you, you, you know, you structured your life to how you can name money. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you're creating a lot of content, so you're pretty much a content creator. But I, I know a little bit about, you know, I've heard a little bit about your story. But I, I need to ask you this. Um, you were once a sales retailer at Walmart, right, if I'm correct? Uh, I'm sorry, can you say that one more time, that last part? I was once what? 
I said, you know, I, I was trying to get, I was trying to get, you know, first I said, you know, if I'm correct, I, I was trying to get a little bit of your story. I mean, starting from the beginning, how did you start? Um, because I mean, you have like, you've authored a number of books. And when I first stumbled on that, I was like, oh, she has over 40 books. I'm like, how the hell does anyone have over 40 books? Like, that's crazy. That doesn't even make any sense. Right. So I'm asking, how did you start? How did you start building this life for yourself? You know, what was the journey? How did you start? Um, well, the very beginning was um, back in 2006. I've been full-time marketing since June 2006 now. And um, the beginning was when I actually found one of these, like, ads on Craigslist, the spammy ones. It's like, make a million dollars in your underwear while you're sleeping. It'll be great. You know, pay $50 for this report. <laughs> and it was such a long time ago, and there wasn't as much spam then. And so I bought the report, and basically the report just said, mm-hmm. Like, it introduced us to what affiliate marketing was, and it said, um, basically, if you do affiliate marketing, you can promote things, get a commission, and so why not start with this book? So, like, promote this book, you'll get 50% commission, and so I did. Like, it's not something that I'm I'm proud of now. It's not something I would ever do now, but at the time, I I was just promoting it, and I... Was just I killed it. Like in the very beginning, for months, I was making five hundred dollars to eight hundred dollars a day, and so it just made me learn. Like, wow, there is opportunity online. I can quit my job because I've been working in retail, and so that was it. Like, I I quit yeah. my job um, a couple of months after, and I've been doing this since. Oh wow, okay. So um, this basically set up. For, I, I think you know it's funny because. Especially for those of us who are here, and you know, I I see like some of these things, and I don't feel like people can actually make money from them. Like you ask yourself, how do affiliates work? You know, but I see that you're you're part of quite a number of affiliate programs, and you've got like you know this sort of you know project. But um, we'll talk about that you know some more. Let me ask you: You write, and you sold quite a number of books. <laughs> like that was very interesting for me. How does anyone write as many Kindle books as, as you have written? So I can, I'll, I'll certainly answer that, but I just want to clarify just to be totally transparent. Like a lot of the books um, are under my name, but I've either outsourced the content, so maybe I've hired a ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a lot of books yeah. where I'll get other people to contribute content. And so mm-hmm. they're all in my books, but okay. I didn't like physically write, you know, 50 books. Just, just to let you know. Okay. Um, but then how yeah. about the other books? I mean, I think one of the easiest ways to get books written really quickly is um, is to go through and just outline, like, what you want in the book. And I can give you my outline mm-hmm. process if you want. Um, and then, but, like, so I'll, okay. I'll have to give that to you if you think it would benefit everybody. Um, but then basically from there, mm-hmm. after I come up with an outline, then I'll just voice record everything that I want the book to say which saves so much time, okay. and then I'll just get that transcribed, and then I'll clean it up from there. So there's no um, dealing with, like, the empty pages or anything like that. It's just most of the content there. Now I just need to clean it. And mm. I'm saying this, like, as a writer, as somebody who adores writing so much, I just think in terms mm-hmm. of efficiency, that's the fastest way to get stuff out there and actually make it happen. Mm. You know, I never really thought about, I mean, I, I did pick that somewhere, but I never really paid so much attention to it until you're saying that right now. Because, you know, I just wrote my first, like, I just released my first book. And I knew how, I know how hard that was, you know, just trying to find yeah. the time to 
right back for, you know, in the midst of all the other crazy things I have to do, you know, filming, radio, and all of that. So I know how hard it is, but from, you know, just, you know, just uh, basically the procedure, you know, that you, you know, the strategy that you're using, I think that that's probably more effective. I mean, if you can record, you know, all the things that you want the book to say and then structure it that way, that kind of makes a lot of sense. Okay, but again, let's talk about outsourcing because, you know, that's not something that, again, people here in Africa think about. I mean, you do. These books are under your name, but, of course, some of the ideas came from you, and then you outsource them to other people to sort of, you know, do the technical part of it right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So how did I do okay. it? I mean, I have. So, okay. No, I, I'm trying to understand how that works. So, I mean, do they get it? I mean, they get paid to write. Do they get a commission in terms of royalties for the sales of the books, or they just paid to, you know, get the technic- technicalities done and you know that's it, and it's still you know your product. I'm just trying to find out. I mean, for the sake of those who might be interested in wanting to, you know. Who probably have ideas, you know. For example, I have millions of, I've got loads of ideas for so many books. But I can't imagine myself having to, you know, sit, I, I know what time it would take for me to sit down to write all of those ideas out and create all these number of books. So um, for someone who might be, you know, who might love the strategy or, you know, just like the idea of really outsourcing that to, um, how does it work really? You know, what are the benefits? Are there any benefits beyond time saving? Oh, there's a zillion benefits, and I actually am not on any deals with anybody where they get royalties at all. Um, so, and that's not because okay. like I'm trying to lowball. Like people don't even ask for royalties most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, so there's a couple different ways because I have so many books. Like there's so many different ways that I've done it. Um, one thing that people okay. like really like a strategy is sometimes I'll go into a niche and. I'll ask people to mm-hmm. contribute content for a book. And honestly, like a lot of people okay. are happy to contribute content just because they would love mm-hmm. to see that they're part of a book. Like they don't care about getting paid. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I even had mm-hmm. a book, I um, I didn't think mm-hmm. it was a big deal at all. I casually mentioned it on Facebook, and I remember my mom read it, and she just refused to talk to me for like a couple of days. She was so mad. She's like, how could you have a book, and you don't even tell me about it? Like <laughs> people think having a book is such a big deal. <laughs> And so it's it's the same thing with, like, so I, I might go and I, I might say, like, I'm going to have a contest. I'll go into some niche. Let's say I'm going into the interior mm-hmm. decorating niche. And I'll say, like, mm-hmm. give me your best couple pages on what you would do if you had a $1,000 budget and you needed to redecorate, like, these two mm-hmm. rooms or whatever. And the best content will be put into a book, and then the winner will get some kind of a prize. And so the way that this works is a whole bunch of people will give their best content because they want to be in the book. They'll do it for free. They'll happily do it. And then, um, and so then we have the book. And then they'll go and because they win a prize, if their chapter is voted as the best, not only are they giving me free content, but they're telling all their friends and family to buy the book and vote for their chapter. So it's like (laughs) such a great way to have a a book like made, but everyone's you have an army of people promoting for you. Oh wow! You know, I've never really thought about like this is you know this is so much to learn from you because I'm I'm thinking about it like so you have all so I mean that kind of makes a lot of sense really because you have all these people working different parts you know in the book and of course they kind of want you know the one thing that they put so much effort or they've contributed to to do well 
So in other words, they have to tell other people to, you know, kind of like, you know, buy the book. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, Rachel, you know what? How about we take a quick, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Just stay there. We'll be back. Okay.
basically earning, you're earning from quite a number of online products. Do you want to tell me? Can you tell us a little bit about the, um, the different products that you have? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I ha- like you said, I have a bunch of different ones, and usually I'll just learn something and then I'll create a product about it. So I have products on um, how to write books that like, do well online, so that's the ultimate Kindle course. I have um, products. I used to have a company where I had like 120 different employees, and so I've learned a lot about outsourcing. So I have products on outsourcing. Um, I have software on different things that kind of make life easier. So, for example, um, it's kind of a pain mm-hmm. to get a book that's formatted correctly onto Kindle um, because if you don't do it right, it'll look bad wow. on the Kindle and you'll get all kinds of bad reviews. So I have a software for that and a software mm-hmm. for making videos that you can retarget. It's just kind of all things that I use to make marketing easier. I'll usually teach other people or help other people with. Mm-hmm. And what is the response? I mean, how can you respond to all of these products? Because you have all these different things. How do you keep? How do you keep up with it? How do you keep up with you know just monitoring it and managing them? How do you keep up with it? Um, I guess it depends because there's like so many different things, and part of it is I've been doing this for such a long time, but. I have a team, too. I mean, outsourcing is really helpful. And then also just being really tight with scheduling and just making sure that I'm working Mm -hmm. on the most important things are really Mm -hmm. helpful. So, like, just cutting out what's not going to serve. And I like to, like, even though a lot of people will say, like, how do you get all these different things done, most of the time I'm really good at being Mm -hmm. focused on one thing at a time. For me, like, and I I do Mm -hmm. love doing lots of things, but I think that when you're focusing like if you, what is it, if you chase two rabbits, both will escape. Um, so usually it's just like focus on mm-hmm. one until it's done and then move to the next, on mm-hmm. and on. Mm-hmm. Okay, true. Uh, but, you know, let me, I know uh, there's something that you know, that totally amazed me. Um, I, I mean, I heard that your first, I read that somewhere, I think it was on your blog. You know, it's funny how you, you know, you inspired me because you have this, that you share, you share your monthly brags that people brag about. Your achievement. And I thought actually you know, motivated me to want to do the same thing. No matter you know, inspire my do it, do it. But you, I, I read somewhere that you actually sold your first website for a certain amount of money, and I need to clarify. <laughs> um, well, I sold a couple of websites. The first one, well, the first website that I sold was fifty. I sold for fifty thousand dollars. It wasn't the first site I ever created, but it was the first site I sold. That was um, I ended up selling that and going and living in Rio de Janeiro for a few months after that. <laughs> well, okay, you know what? Because I was doing the math. I mean, in Nigerian money, like when you convert dollars to, so when you sell a website for fifty thousand, that's about ten million naira. And I'm thinking, how the hell does anyone sell a website for that amount of money for even fifty thousand dollars? Jamestown, that's crazy. So. Why was it, what was it, what was it about that particular site? That, was it the traffic? What is it? Is it the SEO? What was it about it that someone was willing to pay that amount of money to buy the site? You know, I'm just thinking. Yeah, no, um, so basically I sold the um, site for two years earnings. So um, I guess it was okay. making $25,000 a year, which is what, uh, 1500 mm-hmm. a month? No, no, twenty five hundred a month. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I it was a membership site, and so I had people already enrolled, paying me every single month. It was like specifically, I lost hundred mm. pounds 
And so I had a membership site mm. teaching people how I was able to lose that weight. And it was a membership because there were, like, different wow. things that they would stay on for, like a forum, and there was um, health mm. experts and different people. And so anyway, so the retention rate, or like the amount that people actually stayed and kept paying was pretty high. They were very happy with the service. And mm-hmm. so um, that's really good mm-hmm. for like when somebody's going and looking at buying a business, they love a membership because that really uh, mitigates a lot of risk because they have that consistent income coming mm-hmm. in. And so, you know, since then I try to sell other things too, and I have sold many different things, but the membership sites are usually mm-hmm. the easiest to sell. Really? Wow. Okay. Um, you know what, Rachel? How about we take a quick musical break? Uh, we'll just take a quick, you know, and uh, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Um, if you're listening, this one is from um, Romeo Cloud. Romeo Cloud was a guest on the show in July, I think. This is Leading Like You Do uh, by Romeo. We'll be back. I've been worrying about you You don't seem to face the truth And it just seems to come through In every little thing you do Baby, like you do, yeah
Reading Like You Do by British singer, songwriter, Romeo Crow. And yeah, Romeo, yeah, he was uh he was a guest on this show. Yeah, he was here in July, I think. Uh yeah. So uh since it's over went uh on that musical break, you know, I was talking to my guest Rachel Roffey. And she's been sharing quite a bit of, you know, very um informative, you know, she's been pretty the empowering us with quite a number of things. I personally you know <laughs> you know, I'm learning quite a bit of that. And if you're just tuning in, don't forget, you can join this conversation. And if you know anyone who, who's missing this, you know, get their thoughts right here on the show right now. Um, hi, Rachel. Hello. Hi. Hey, excited to <laughs> so, be here. Yeah. <laughs> this has been fun. <laughs> no, there's a little delay. I get it. Okay. Uh, what did you say? I was going to say, I, I, I thought there was a little bit of a delay, so I was just Kept talking, minimize the awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Yes, cool. yes, there's always that little bit of feeling. Okay, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. Um, what what inspires you? Because, um, you know, for you to for you to be a content creator, um, you know, especially with someone who's, you know, there, there's some sort of purpose for why you do the things that you do. I mean, I chose, you know, today's sub, you know, today's t- uh, subject or title of the show um, after you, basically, or after what you're doing. And I noticed that everything that you're doing is kind of geared towards trying to make other people's lives better. So I, I would ask, what is it that inspires, what drives you to want to continuously create all of this thing, you know, all of the content or the products that you make and just be, you know, you're, you're so versed in online marketing, because that's, that's something that I'm trying to understand. You know, I just started creating stuff very recently, but, um, you know, so when I find people like you who've been doing this for a while and who kind of really understand it, I'm totally blown. So what is it that really inspires you to do what you're doing? Um, well, thank you for the kind words. I think, I mean, there's really probably a bunch of different answers. I think um, part of it is I do just genuinely love helping people. Like I really, it just makes me really, really happy. I get, even if it's just like paying for somebody's coffee behind me or something in a drive through like it's just so much, I get so much joy from it. So it's kind of really selfish. <laughs> so there's that. And, um, you know, I think there's, it's just like I'm, I, freedom is such an important value to me and being able to, um, be free and live a life where I can just do whatever I want. Like the thing that I always think about is back when I was working for people and I had to ask if I could have days off. It's just like so crazy to me now to have to ask somebody if I can have a day off when it's my life. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I I think about that and I think about how other people that are still doing that. And, you know, for some people, like they're totally fine with it. And there's obviously nothing wrong with that. Like some people mm-hmm. really prefer having that stability every single day. That's just not my personality. And so I am, um, mm-hmm. because of that, like I want to support other people who do want to be able to work for themselves. And so that's really driving to me too. Like that helps a lot. So I guess, yeah, all those. Mm-hmm. And also like, it's just really fun to create. I love writing. I love teaching. It's just, Good times. Mm. Yeah, um, I can imagine. But you know, let's talk about you know, for writing. For example, when was your when did you first experiment in with writing? You know, what was the first time? Do you remember the first thing you ever wrote? What was what was your first experiment? You know, experimentation with writing. So, do you mean like when I was little, or do you mean as far as putting out Kindle books? 
Um, you know, we can go all the way back and then we can come, you know, just to when you started making money. But you know, let's talk about do you remember the yeah. first thing you ever wrote, like um, the first thing I ever wrote, I don't, well, probably like a letter begging my parents to get me out of being grounded, you know. <laughs> um, probably it. <laughs> oh, man. I used to, we found all these letters from um, when I was little. They would send me to sleepaway camps, and I, I found all these letters being like, everything here is terrible. How could you put me in this prison? I need to come. I was such a dramatic little kid, like I was being tortured every day. <laughs> Um, and then the letters trying to get out of the room. I was going to be a lawyer when I was little. Probably could have done well. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So, so that was when I was little. And then with later on, um, one of the first products that I created was, um, I there was this challenge. I don't know if they still do it, but it was, um, what is it? The thirty day. I think it's called the thirty day challenge. And uh, basically, it was okay. teaching people for free how they could make their first dollar online. And so I went through there, okay. and they were just teaching to go into small little niche sites and create products, and then mm-hmm. see if you can make money. And so my very first product was on baby mm-hmm. shower favors, and I was just selling a guide oh, wow. on like fun baby shower favors you can make. Um, but then the story, oh, wow. was, yeah, yeah, it was it was random, but it worked. And then actually the story with how I got into Kindle um, was funny because that was actually a total accident. Um, That was my business partner at the time and I um, had been talking about how we both started little hobby sites that we hadn't really been working on and we felt like there was so much potential Mm -hmm. with both of them. And so uh, my Mm -hmm. little hobby site was meditation, his was in stress, and so we basically decided to have a bet with each other to see who could make more money within – 60 days or something with their site and so oh, wow. I, I'm like I can be really really competitive sometimes and so I was just throwing everything I could like spaghetti at the wall seeing what I could do to make money for my site because I was going to like win a and then I was also going to get the winner got a thousand dollar gift card from Amazon from the other person which is a pretty sweet prize oh wow, um, so, oh, wow. So, yeah, so anyway, I threw up a book on Amazon, wanted to see how it was going to go. The first month, it ended up making $700, and then for many months after that, it was wow. making $3,000 a month. Yeah, like $3,000 a month without doing anything, and this isn't really as easy anymore. This was back in 2010. It's not as easy to just, like, easily uh, throw up a book and make money mm. like it once was, but, like, I was so encouraged mm. that I just kept going and doing more and more, and so that's how I got into the Kindle thing. Mm. Oh wow, wow! And I, I think that you know that you know just from listening to you, you're really you're such a driven person, and you know you're very driven. Like you know you have you set your goals and you go right after them. You're like you know I have to accomplish this and I have to accomplish that. And I find that really interesting. <laughs> uh, but you know just when we're talking, you know when we're talking about you know what what drives you and what inspires you. You said you know just making people you know. You, kind of pleases you to make people happy, to make people feel better, or so to make people better or have a better life. Um, I remember stumbling, you know, I, I, I read somewhere that um, you did try to raise, like, a couple of times you tried to raise money, like, for charity. And I hear that you're pretty good at that, you know, just setting up and raising money for, you know, for a cost. So would you oh. tell me about, you know, this particular way you were able to raise quite a lot of money for 
the people that call. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, I mean, um, I love I love charities. I love, like, yeah, raising money for things that I believe in and that I just kind of feel like my intuition is mm-hmm. pushing me to help with. Um, but I guess mm-hmm. one of my favorite stories is um, a business partner and I, well, we were both uh, in this kind of speaking circuit together. And anyway, we had talked about how we wanted to raise money for schools. And he was from Brazil, so he wanted to do something for a school in Brazil. And it ended up just being really mm-hmm. uh, tough to, to make happen. So what we ended up doing was uh, raise money for these kids in a school in the United States. We ended up raising $50,000 um, for these kids that were, like, super wow. um, this is like a very impoverished area. And so we were able to basically have a backpack full of school supplies for everybody in the school for a couple of years, Aww. which was awesome. And we got to go in and give out the backpacks, and it was just such a great day, such a great time to do it. Um, and the way that we oh, wow. raised the money, um, yeah, and it's, like, it's amazing because I think – the internet makes things so easy because we raised the, the money in like less than really like less than 10 hours total of work. And this isn't like, I don't say it to brag. Really? Like it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing how much the internet can make things so easy. What we did is because we're both uh, internet marketers, we had other friends that have mm-hmm. marketing products. And so we went and we mm-hmm. basically got people to donate their products. And so we had a, an auction okay. webinar kind of style where we got a bunch of people on a webinar, and then we would say, okay, for the next, like, two minutes, if you buy X product, you'll get it for a major discount. Or it would be like, you know, that we have 20 copies of this normally $500 product. You can get it for $100. Okay. And anyway, we just did that. The call oh, was like wow. an hour, two hours, and it just did so well. And then we were able to make it so that, um, everybody who bought a product got a tax deductible receipt, so it was like they just donated right to the nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So it was just um, it just mm-hmm. worked really well. Oh wow, wow, wow! That's that's unbelievable. Like I, I, can't, I mean, I do believe. I also think that you know, I'm trying to play that back here and see if that you know we're just getting very used to using the internet the way everyone else is using the internet, you know, in the world and trying to, you know, um, create products and communicate and network. And so I'm totally, you know, amazed at some of the ideas, you know, at which you try to do a number of things like, you know, because for a lot, of, a lot of people, people are worried about just giving money out to someone, you know, for that. but if they're getting something back, for it, then I mean that money and that money your reason is going to a particular cost, and it feels like you know they're not really losing anything at all. So that that sort of makes a lot of sense. Okay, um, Rachel, I know that. Um, how about we take a quick another quick musical break? We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. So stay here. Um, this is like we do by Peter Kelly. Peter Kelly was a guest on our show last week. Um, no, sorry, two what three four weeks ago, um, and. Um, we just victims of right place and time Or were we written in the stars? Was your mission to invade my mind The mind to catch you like a blessing in a jar The universe has reasons and a plan Life has lessons to be learned Sometimes love and loss go hand in hand Maybe love cannot be found but 
um, some wisdom, you know, and her bag, you know, bag of tricks and all of that to share with us. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Hey. Hi. Welcome back. Can you hear me? Thank you. Yeah, hear you great. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, we've been talking about just all of this um, great accomplishments that you've been making, and I'll call them accomplishments because um, I'm sure there are lots of people who would love to, you know, be in your shoes and be able to do some of the things that you're doing. But I know that, you know, you know, we can't make accomplishments without having gone through some obstacles and challenges, you know. And I'd like to ask, what has been like, you know, are there any, what are the challenges that you might have experienced um, just trying to do what you do? Oh, man, um, there's been so many. Um, and I guess the first one that came to mind was actually last year. Um, Facebook deactivated my account and my boyfriend's account. They banned us from Facebook. What? Yeah, they basically thought that wow. um, my boyfriend – Yeah, it was really traumatic, actually, because um, – we were moving to a new city, and so uh, the day that we were at the okay. airport, like, we went to the gate, we got our tickets, we're walking to security, my boyfriend opens up his phone, mm-hmm. and he's like, I just got a cease and desist from Facebook. I was like, oh, my gosh. And he's like, you got one, too. I'm like, what? So we we pull over to the side, we check our emails, and so this is, like, the day we're moving to this new city, and all our friends, like, we've communicated with so many people on Facebook, so not even just for business, but, like, I had a bunch of people who mm-hmm. were introduced to me as potential friends that I could make once I was in Vegas because I didn't really mm-hmm. know anybody there. I lost all of that. I felt mm-hmm. like, because so many people are on Facebook all the time, I felt like I was, like, banished from the tribe almost. Like, it was, I felt like such a bad person. And I wasn't even, like, they thought that my boyfriend owned a tool that he didn't own. So, but it was, like, it ended up being this whole oh, wow. big thing where it was, like, six months of back and forth. My boyfriend was um, actually about to launch a course. Uh, that had to do with Facebook, okay. and the last time he had launched it, like, he did really, really well. It was a seven-figure launch, and he had been planning on doing that in two weeks. He had wow. to cancel the launch. I mean, so it was a lot of money. Then, like, six figures, and, like, and I don't mean to, like, keep dropping numbers or whatever, but just, like, in lawyer fees mm-hmm. and canceled launches and settlement fees, like, just craziness. Um, and oh it really God. did. Like, that was, yeah, and that was my biggest source of traffic for a while, too. And I was about to um, put out this event, which was so important to me. I had been dreaming of it for such a long time. And Facebook has such incredible demographic targeting with their Facebook ads platform. And so mm-hmm. I tried, like, all other types of things, all other ways to advertise, because I, even though I have an email list, it was a one-day event, and so mm-hmm. my list was international. So, like, it wouldn't really make sense. I needed specific, like, ages of women in New York City. So I, it just it, it didn't mm-hmm. work. I tried, I tried advertising and all these other different things. Nothing worked. I had to cancel the event. It, it was so demoralizing to me, just so bad. Oh, uh, my I had all these God. amazing sponsors wow. lined up, and I had to cancel on all of them. Oh, gosh. So that's definitely one of the biggest challenges. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But, you know, I mean, now that, but, you know, somehow you're able, you were able to get over it. And I can imagine because, you know, even just having to cancel, you know, a show and then imagine where you've had, you've talked about it, you've shared, you know, people looking forward to it and then, you know, you have to cancel on people. That can be really demoralizing. 
Oh, oh wow. But, you know, again, that's, that's the thing about, you know, wieners and, you know, people who um, achieve us. We always have to go through, get through obstacles and challenges to become who we are. But I need to ask you something. I also know that you lost quite a lot of weight. Um, I know for women, you know, that's a struggle, having to, you know, deal with, you know, their physical fitness and their body and their body image and all of that. And I know I would know this because, you know, I've had a child and I know how I had to struggle going back and forth. I still struggle, you know, sometimes I'm cheating. <laughs> Other times I'm trying to figure out where I stand. <laughs> but, you know, just thinking that you lost quite a lot of weight, I mean, how were you able to achieve that? Because I'm not looking at, I'm not just looking at the, you know, the, physical things or the obvious things in terms of okay, dieting, but I'm sure that must come from a lot of willpower. I mean, you wanted to, what was it? Why did you want to drop so much weight? What was it that you had to do? I still see that sometimes you, you, know, you mention on your blog when you walk a couple of miles or when you do something, you, know, you um, achieve some goal or some feat when it comes to your fitness, your fitness level or what it is. Uh, but, what was it about? What what happened? Why did you want to lose so much weight, or why did you, how were you able to lose so much weight? Yeah, so how I was able to lose the weight, and I should say the caveat is, so I lost the weight, I kept it off for several years, and then I ended up getting um, okay. this hormone thing. Uh, it's like a, it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome, and so um, basically okay. my hormones are so messed up that I started gaining weight back no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like I was walking eight to ten miles a day. And eating beautifully and all this, and mm-hmm. I could not lose weight. And talk about demoralizing mm-hmm. when you lose 100 pounds and you're like, oh, man, I'm in charge of mm-hmm. everything. I ha- anything I put my mind to, I can make mm-hmm. happen. And then I'm, like, starving and exercising, and I can't lose any weight. And even, mm-hmm. like, I know starvation mode and all that. So I'm just putting that caveat out there that sometimes there are hormone issues and it's really hard to lose weight no matter what your mindset is. Um, finally, I'm starting to lose weight again. I've been through a zillion different doctors. Um, but how I lost the weight the first time was I was doing something called calorie cycling. And so basically the, the concept is if you eat a certain amount of calories every single day, even if it's at a deficit, eventually your body gets used to that. And so you plateau and you stop losing weight. But instead, if you, like, let's say you need to eat 1,600 calories a day to be at a a deficit to be able to lose weight. Well, instead of eating 1,600 calories Mm -hmm. every single day, which your body gets used to, instead I would do, I would eat Mm -hmm. 1,600 times seven, so for seven days in a week. So what's that? Uh, Zero, Mm -hmm. zero to 11,200 calories for the week that gave me. And so I would um, switch it up every single day. So one day I might eat 2,000 calories, the next day maybe 1,400, the next day 1,800. But my body would always be guessing. But by the end of the week, I was still in deficit, Mm -hmm. so I would keep losing weight. And so that's how I was able to lose the weight. So it wasn't like it was like crazy. I mean, it was, there was certainly sacrifice, but some days I would have higher calorie days and I would just make up for it the next day. So it wasn't like a super, super restrictive thing. But I think what really helped me with that was just the tracking of the calories every single day. I would, um, every time I would eat something, I would write it down. I would gauge, I would get uh, how many calories were on there. And then I would just mark it and I would know how many calories I could play with for the rest of the day. And if it was a lower calorie day, then I would think, okay, well, what are some things that I can eat? that give me kind of a good bang for my buck, right? Like green vegetables are very low mm. calorie, but they're really filling too. 
that kind of thing. But I think, you know, the biggest thing is tracking with that. So tracking is always the answer. Tracking is often the answer when you want to make things better. But that, that, that just, you know, you're, you're saying it and it makes a lot of sense, but you know, that just spells tedious for me. Like, it's, oh, my God, this is just tedious. Because you have to track everything. How would anyone possibly leave their entire life, you know, just trying to make sure that they can account, you know, this is how much um, calories I'm taking in today, this is how much I'm burning, I mean, for, like, forever. Like, it's almost... So I could see, you know, um, people having to go back and forth and struggle with. I have, I've, I struggle. Like, I'm not the way that I used to be just before I had my baby. Uh, my body's changed, but I'm accepting who I am. You know, I'm accepting. I'm, I'm worse than it. I'm not overweight. I'm, but I'm not the way that I used to be. So, um, but I understand that, you know, for a lot of women, especially young women, we're always you know, conscious about how we look and how people perceive, how, you know, you know, just how people see us and all of that. But I admire when I go to your blog and I see your read from you, I like the fact that um, you're very open, you know, you're very open, very honest about um, just, you know, your, you know, your life and just the things that you're achieving and, you know, your, your journey, so to speak. Um, but let me ask you this. Um, I know that you host the podcast, A Better Life. And um, your podcast, you know, the quite those cons, <laughs> tons of, you know, um, tons of information. There's a lot. I, I don't know how many times I've checked out and listened to something that gave me an idea. I remember listening to one of it, you know, something about how you could, um, nine different ways to, um, you could make a product, you could sell, you know, you could make money from a product or something. Um, but let me ask you, um, what would be, which would you say, I know you've, you know, you've had several people on the show, you talked about a number of things, from online marketing to a number of other things. Um, what would you say is, um, you know, how would you, how would you say the feedback that you get from that podcast in terms of, does it add, is there any, um, what's the feedback like, you know, having hosted, I mean, hosting that, I mean, what's the feedback like? having a podcast like that that's basically encouraging people um, as regards online marketing and living a better life. Um, are there any beyond, I don't know, tell me about it. Um, I have a lot of questions in my head, but so you know this is a scripted. We don't write questions down. So I'm just you know, talking to you as, as a calm. So what, is, what does it feel like hosting a better life? You know, what's the feedback like? You know, it's funny you ask that because the first day uh, or the first week or something, I put the podcast up and I got like, oh, man, I don't know, 150 reviews or something the first week. And um, it was really? like, I don't know. Yeah, and it was like something like 140 positive five stars or four and five stars, and then there were like 10 one stars. And I remember talking, no, not, probably wow. not even 10, maybe like I don't know how many there were, but, like, there were a lot more positives, but I remember just, like, calling my friends, because the thing is, a podcast is such a vulnerable thing. Like, people are listening to your voice, and this, for me, was so important, because I didn't put this podcast out to make money or anything like that. Like, I put it out just because I wanted Mm -hmm. to make the world a better place. Like, it really, there was no financial anything with it. I I introduced that down the line because Mm -hmm. I was spending a lot of money on producing this show. I'm like, I need to, you know, make this. Like, I need to justify 
But so yeah. it was very vulnerable yeah. for me. And so I saw the negative reviews, and I just immediately called my friends. Like, oh, like <laughs> it was all over again, like a new thing. And I get it. Like, you have haters with anything. But this particular thing was just really tough in the beginning. But it ended up being, like, the next, um, I don't know, the next couple of days, those one stars weren't there anymore. So I don't know if it's, like, iTunes removing people mm-hmm. who are doing, like, one stars across the board or something. Um, but anyway, since, since then, um, it's been it's been great. I mean, like it gets pretty good feedback. I mean, I, I don't really get negative feedback actually, um, which is surprising now that I'm saying it. I guess people who don't like it just don't listen. Um, I mean, there's been a couple things on just like um, like sometimes people will say a mic, like there's a uh, the sound quality bad issue or something, but. Generally, I mean, I think the cool thing about a podcast is you just scroll through. It looks like it's going to be uh, something that will interest you. Like, you listen to that one. If not, you don't listen. And I try to make most of the shows mm-hmm. um, either really short, so it's not like people are investing a ton of mm. time. Like, I don't like to have a lot of fluff. Mm. Or I try to do a good mm. job of um, telling people specifically what they're going to get out of the show, which I think helps and that people ends up happier because I'm not like, you know, the blind, like, listen to this, it'll be great. <laughs> like, no, here's exactly what you'll get. Um, so that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. For things. But yeah, I mean, it's, I really love it. Like people say that they're inspired by different things. It's given them different ideas. What I love the most is when people tell me that they've taken some kind of action. Like I love inspiring for sure. But yeah. I really love when there's like some tangible something that people did because of it, you know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what would you say is, um, can you think of, what would you say is the biggest misconception that people have about you as regards what you're doing as, you know, as regards who you are or as regards to your work, what would you say is the biggest misconception that people in general have about you? That's an interesting question. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. What's the biggest misconception? You I know, guess I don't really know. Anything to, you know, <laughs> you, you know what? No, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I, I was, you know, I, I like to ask this because, you know, um, you know, for every career or for whatever it is that anybody's doing, um, the people on the outside who think they have an idea of what's going on on the inside. Maybe they have an idea. Maybe they feel they have an idea of how much money you're making or you know, there's some people who are just there counting your, <laughs> counting your, they're keeping records of your, you know, how much they think you possibly could be making, or what they feel that you could possibly be doing, or you know, I don't know, it could be anything. You know, some people just feel, oh, because you know, you're now this person who's earning so much, or you're writing all these books, you become arrogant, or you're arrogant, or something, or. And you see it, it could be anything. I don't know. I'm just I'm just coming up with ideas. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. It could be anything. Um, for example, um, people would think just because I mean, in my line of work, because if you're an actress, you know, there are lots of misconceptions people have about you. So um, I don't know. I was just thinking, you know, what because you, you're so you know you have this you're so you know you have this very sunny personality. You're very positive, very bubbly, very, you know, but I'm sure there are people who still, you know, look at, and that's the way the world is, you know. You put something good out there. Imagine somebody puts a good video out on YouTube and everyone's, you know, giving it a thumbs up and liking it. And then there's still some people who are just going to go there and, you know, just put a, you know, put a thumbs down, you know. 
the people who, like you said, you know, some people are going to listen to, you know, podcasts and give it five stars, and they're just some very sad people who are just going to go there and give it a one star, even though they know that it doesn't deserve it. So I kind of wanted to find out, you know, are there people who feel like people told you something about yourself that you, you know, were surprised or, you know, you just found out it's a misconception that people have. That's what I wanted to find out. Yeah, you know, I think um, okay. it's, it's no, totally, there are, like, usually there's not, like, um, misconceptions across the board. Like, sometimes people will say something yeah. like, um, you know, they don't like a, a certain, something that I do. I had one person, it was really funny, he bought a program, and he didn't get the um, email receipts from the, the purchase with his login details and stuff, and he... I guess wrote, he wrote to me. I had an email, actually. He was answered back within the hour. And then he writes back eight days later with this whole big thing about how, as a fellow podcaster, he's disappointed in me. And I'm a, obviously like a dog and pony show because I never responded to him. And, like, how could I just take people's money and sleep at night? Blah, 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 blah. And then it was like he had gotten the email. He just missed it. And I had the screenshot. You know, so there's things like that a lot where there's, like, crazy projections and, and just – but I think that probably the mm-hmm. biggest, like, overall misconception is probably I think people think that I'm really extroverted, and I'm definitely not. So if you mm-hmm. want to say, like, meet me at events, mm-hmm. I'm, much, I'm, I'm pretty quiet in person, unless, like, I really know people. But usually I'm definitely I'm more of the observer. You see, that's something that you just, because I would think you're, you know, just from talking to you, you sound very, like I said, very sudden, very positive, very hyperactive. Chirpy, and so you saying that you're really the quiet kind of person, like if I bump into you somewhere and you're really just observing, that would definitely be, you know, a bit strange because I, I just imagine you in my mind that you'd be, you know, all over the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can be like but, that for um, short periods you know, of time, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can understand that. Okay, you know, just before we wrap this up, I know we've been talking for so for, for so long, and we need to kind of let you go soon. But just before you know, we get off the show, um, let me ask you this: uh, What would you say it takes for someone to make a better life? What would you say, you know, if it's an What would you say? What does it take for you know, somebody to make a better life for themselves? I think it's two things. Um, I think the first thing is choice, and just and when I say mm-hmm. choice. It's because, like, I know there's all kinds of crappy things that can happen, and it's so easy for us Mm -hmm. to, like, be victims by things. But when you decide, like, Mm -hmm. you choose to be responsible for whatever's happening and just choose, like, demand, Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to have a a great life. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a conscious decision. And then when crappy things happen, Mm -hmm. you're looking at things differently. Like, as you know, I just had two weeks of vertigo where I was basically bedridden. And I could have made mm-hmm. the choice that I was a victim and everything sucks and I'm getting behind in everything. But instead, it's like, this is a really mm-hmm. great exercise in letting people take care of me because usually mm-hmm. I don't accept help, you know. So I was like, well, like, I'm really learning a lot mm-hmm. from this. And I just kind of got all the blessings. So I think that's mm-hmm. one thing. It's just making the choice and being committed to it. And then um, yeah. in terms of, like, if you want to have a better life and you want to change things in your life, so if you want to quit your job or lose weight or make more friends or whatever, um, the next big thing is is having focused action. And I say focused action because a lot of times mm-hmm. people think, well, if I just take action, you know, if I just take action, things will change. But 
if you just take action, especially because we're in such an instant gratification culture, it's not necessarily going to get mm-hmm. something right away where you're going to, have, you know, and then people get discouraged mm-hmm. and they think it's not going to work for me. So when you have focused action mm-hmm. and you know what you want and then you work towards it consistently, that's awesome. That's, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rachel, uh, this, that makes quite a lot of sense, focus, action, and, you know, choice. Uh, but, you know, one last question is, you know, for the road, uh, what would you say is your biggest achievement so far? Um, I guess there are all kinds of answers that I could give, but the thing that always comes to mind <laughs> is, um, and, and I don't mean it, sorry, I don't mean it in terms of, like, being a bragger. Like, I just mean in terms of, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I could give, like, the um, the answer of, like, you know, like the, the going to school and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, it is. But I've like, been thinking of, like, throwing all these numbers out and stuff, and I don't mean to be like, oh, there's so many. I <laughs> I just meant in terms of, like, the answer that I would give is more of a story than a, like, you know, mm-hmm. X award or something. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's more of a... Um, I got a message from somebody on Facebook a couple of years ago, and um, he told me this whole story about how basically he had been um, dating this person for several years, and she ended up, it was like his one and only love. She got killed in a tragic car accident, and oh my he gosh. was just, I know, and he was just so heartbroken, and then he went to anger, and he said, you know what, like, there, God, if there is a God, he's evil. And he's like, I'm, I was just consciously being evil. Like, I was consciously being really mean. And he said that he just kept reading my Facebook posts, and he just started getting inspired. And then um, one day he decided to pay the toll for three people behind him on a bridge. And he was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, Aww. it just opened him. He was, like, cracked open. And I just remember reading that. I was sitting in my car when I read the message, and I just started crying and crying and crying. I was like, that's that's what I want to put out into the world. Like this is, and it, it, it was his decision. It wasn't me. But even being like a small part of that was just so amazing to me. So that that's my proudest mm-hmm. for sure. Oh wow! I was expecting something else, but you know, but I, I think that it's beautiful when you know you can inspire people just by what you do, you know, you can inspire people to open themselves up and just, you know, um, help other people. And I think that's just amazing. I don't even know if you realize how much, because I'm here all the way to Africa, and then I, you know, stumble on your blog and stumble on your podcast, and I read some of the stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense, you know, and um, we're trying to learn a little bit more about uh, online marketing and how that works. I mean, I'm not going to be an online marketer, but I mean, creating content and how that can, you know, basically do well. Um, so, and you've been very helpful, and I think that a lot of people are motivated by the things that you put out there. So, thank you so much, Rachel, for being um, an absolute fantastic guest on the show and sharing all of this wisdom. I'm sure that a lot of people who've listened in um, will definitely, you know, benefit. You know, from you know, from the wealth of knowledge that you shared here on the show today. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your great questions and for your kind words. It's been it's been awesome. I really am glad you asked me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, make sure you enjoy. And I'd love for you to come back some other time on the show. You know, maybe when something, maybe when you hit a milestone, or when something something new happens. You know, we never know. Um, it'd be nice to have you again on the show some other time. I'd love to be here. Thank you. Okay, um, thank you so much, Rachel. Okay, guys, um, if you just 
tuning in. Uh, that was such an amazing conversation with my guest, Rachel Rafe. And she just talked about a lot of things. Um, and if you know anyone who missed this podcast, don't forget you can, um, you know, who missed the show, uh, don't forget you can come back and listen to the archive show or catch the podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and tune in. We're still changing all over your internet radio. Um, guys, uh, there's been quite a lot. I see a lot of people delve into, um, you know, delve into the show. Um, even though you guys are calling to ask a question, but I'm sure you're all listening. And there's so much to learn. You can always listen back, you know, listen back and play back, you know, catch up, you know, if you missed something or you know anyone who missed anything um, in this uh, very interesting conversation. We talked about, you know, you know, making a better life. And um, Rachel, Rachel Rafe is a multiple best-selling author. She's um, the host of uh, Better Life podcast and, of course, an online marketer, and she's been doing that for so long. She technically knows that. If you need to catch, you can always go to her website. You can find her at www.rachelrafe.com. And, uh, yes, you can connect with her. She's also on Twitter. At, yes, she's at Rachel Rafe. You can connect with her on Twitter as well. And, um, you know, get, you know, find out and see if you can seek her help. Or find out, um, she has lots of, I can tell you this for sure, lots of, lots of tons of information that can help you build your brand or your content or whatever it is that you're doing online. Um, I know it's helped me, so hey. Uh, well, guys, um, well, let's see. Next week on the show, on Talk Wednesday, we've got great guests coming up next week as well on the Friday Radio Special as well. And I'm excited. I'm always, you know, this quickly, how did I forget to tell you? My new book is out, uh, The Naked Truth. Yes, guys, you guys should catch my book. Get, your, get, get a copy of my book. Uh, my, you know, you can get uh, my book is on Amazon. You can get a copy of my book, The Naked Truth, uh, Life Stripped. It's all about, you know, it's my weekly weekly thoughts about love, life, sex, relationships, and a lot of other things. You know how I think. You know, you know my, you know, I share my thoughts all the time. So, um, yes, you can get it. You can get it on my, or you can go to my official website at www.alexacoach.me and click on book. Click on book and get a copy. You can get, you know, the killer version. You can get it on Amazon. Or you can get, you know, um, the other versions on my website. Um, you can go to um, iBooks. I'm kidding. You know, it's just, you know, you can get it on my website. You can find all the stores where you can get the book. Um, and, of course, don't forget to leave your reviews. I want to know what you think about it. It's a self-help. Um, I keep it real as always. You know, I tell it like it is. And it's, yeah, it's a crazy take on a lot of things that are happening. And um, the reviews are great. So a lot of people are getting lots of great feedback. So don't forget to uh, let me know what you think. Make sure you get a copy and tell your friends to get a copy as well. Uh, it's been an interesting Friday radio special. Um, we'll wrap it up the show. And I've had so much great fun. I'm talking to you guys. Um, I'm going to play this by uh, Michael Kilday. Just, you know, we always do this. But I'm going to play this by Michael Kilday. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Mister Fall from Sky. Mr. Fall from, yeah, Mr. Fall from, where's Mr. Fall from Sky? Mr. Fall from Sky. Um, oh, God. Okay, so I can't find. Um, so we'll talk again same time, and uh, this is Inside Out. Drumming nothing and lost for words And this melody won't go nowhere But you'll be home soon So this will have to do And all I want to say is I love you You're all I'm thinking about who I 
What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.